The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Good morning, and this is a wonderful day. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad to have you with me. Today, we will be talking about one of the major complaints that people have when they go to the doctor. But before I get into that, I'd like to let everybody know that you can connect with me on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper, as well as Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and my website, thehealingwhisper.com. And I'd also like to encourage everybody to head over to voiceamerica.tv and check out my TV show, The Healing Whisper, Marianne's Garden. And before we get started, I'd also like to let everybody know that this show is for educational and informational purposes only. It is not intended to treat, diagnose, heal, or cure anything. Everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of myself, Dr. Marianne Chase. Please, always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have. So, I did a little search and um, for the top 10 complaints that people have when they go to their physicians. And the number 10 complaint, which we will talk about today, is diabetes. And uh, I, I was actually quite surprised that it was the 10th complaint. And uh, maybe it's because that survey was done in 2013. But in only three years, I am sure that complaints about diabetes or problems with diabetes has increased. So before we get into it exactly what is diabetes? And you may be a little bit surprised as the answer, uh, uh, unless you've really researched it well yourself or you are a physician. But diabetes is just the main problem with the insulin in our bodies. Now, it's not because not enough insulin is produced in type 2 diabetes, it's actually because there's too much insulin in type 2. Type 1 diabetes is not enough insulin produced. And did you know that there is now 
what they are considering type 3 diabetes. And I'll get into that in a little bit. So what is insulin? Insulin is actually a hormone. It is a hormone that is produced in the pancreas of our bodies. And there are certain cells in that pancreas that react to sugar coming in. And sugar is a simple carbohydrate. And what happens in a normal situation, you eat something with sugar in it or a simple carbohydrate like breads, pasta, uh, things along those lines. And then the pancreas is triggered to put out insulin. Now, what does insulin do? It tells the body how to break down those carbohydrates into smaller molecules. That's a very simple explanation of what insulin does. Insulin is a very, very important hormone that we have in our bodies. And if we don't have it, we're actually not alive. And that is what causes uh, type 1 diabetes when there's not enough insulin produced. And type 1 diabetes can be caused any number of ways. Uh, It uh, is also known as diabetes mellitus. And if there is damage to the pancreas, Uh, I know of an individual that had a virus when she was a very young child, and it damaged her pancreas beyond repair. So this particular individual cannot make her own insulin. And when they discovered that, she was on death's bed. But the modern technology of medicine actually did save her life. Unfortunately, she is 100% dependent on taking insulin for that pancreas, which doesn't work. So that is, in brief, a description of type 1 diabetes. It is often thought of as a genetic situation. And in a sense, it is related to the genes, as in which genes will break first. But by no means should any person think that just because mom had type 1 or dad had type 1, that, well, I'm going to have type 1. That, my friends, is what we call an unhealthy belief. If you believe it, it will be. So the the main thing is to change your belief that, yes, I will get type 1 diabetes because mom or dad or both or grandpa and grandma all had type 1. So then there is the type 2 diabetes. Now, folks, we would be what is considered in a plague of type 2 diabetes. What causes type 2 diabetes? It's absolutely the 
opposite of type 1 in that the body is actually producing too much insulin in response to too much sugar, too much simple carbohydrates. And what the body is doing, it is developing resistance to this insulin. The cells of your body no longer respond to the insulin in the way that it is supposed to. Now, what happens is that the sugar is not being processed because the body says, too much insulin, I've got to ignore that. And so that sugar, those simple carbohydrates, land in the bloodstream and cause all sorts of damage from there. And why is the body producing too much insulin? Well, it's not the fault of the body. It's really trying to do what it is supposed to do. And the body is producing that too much insulin because it is being fed too much sugar in the form of liquid drinks that have sugar in them. And don't get me wrong. Liquid drinks like fruit juices, they're fine, they're healthy, but only in tiny amounts. Actually, if you're going to drink anything, drink plain water, maybe water that is boosted with certain vitamins, which actually, in my opinion, is kind of uh, uh, um, a, a marketing ploy because if you know how those vitamins that they've plugged into that drink work, uh, they're, they're already gone. They're, they're really not there any longer. But that is another subject altogether. Don't drink straight fruit juices because it's the fiber in that fruit that makes the difference in how quickly that sugar gets into your bloodstream. So when you bombard your body with sugary drinks like pops and sodas, depending upon which part of the country you live in, when you bombard your body with simple processed foods like pastas and breads, The body is just trying to overcome this bombardment. And it just produces too much insulin. So the other part of your body says, Oh, too much insulin, too much insulin, what do I do? Oh, ignore it. And so what happens? All of that sugar lands in the bloodstream and then causes all sorts of problems. So really, the bottom line in type 2 diabetes is the quality of the food that a person eats. And, get this, we know now that sugar, simple sugars, that the kind that you find in pastas, in certain fruits, in breads, 
in processed foods, highly processed foods. Folks, if it comes in a box, don't eat it. That's just simply put. Don't eat it if it comes in a box. We know that that has increased multifold over the last 30, 40 years. Just a, a little statistic for your for your enlightenment. Between 1983 and 2008, there was a seven times increase in type 2 diabetes. But between 2008 and 2011, just three years, it doubled. So between 2000 or 1983 and 2008, a little over 20 years, and a seven times. But in three years later, it doubled. It is just ramping up. That's why I said early on that we are in a plague of diabetes. And all of the pundits that you see Talking about diabetes, people that are very well known in the medical world as well as online and they are out there, talk about it is the quality of the food that you eat. And yes, that's right. It is about the quality of food, but it is also about something else that personally I believe is even more important. So we'll get into that when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the show. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I am so glad you have stuck with me. Today, we are talking about the number 10 complaint that people go to doctors for, and that is diabetes. Just before the break, I was talking about the bottom line in the cause of type 2 diabetes was the food quality. And I 
just kind of intimated that there is something else involved. And the reason I say that is because, well, since 2008 to 2011, in three years, the incidence of type 2 diabetes has doubled. And yes, the food quality has gone down. People are eating more and more packaged foods. People are eating out at fast food and semi-fast food restaurants more and more and more. And anybody who knows how those particular restaurants operate know that they don't use fresh foods. And certainly, you'll see very few fresh vegetables used at those restaurants. But even with people that feel like they have a healthy diet, and, excuse me, they say that I rarely eat out, and I don't drink pop, and, 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 I don't have any family history, but here I am with type 2 diabetes. What else is going on? Well, there are emotional issues that are involved here. And anyone who has been listening to this show for the last two years will know that emotional issues are beliefs. And I'm not talking about mental illness in the standard way that we think of mental illness. But emotional issues, what we believe, is what is causing the stress in our bodies, which is causing whatever is breaking to happen. Now, we could look at a person's diet and say, okay, yeah, you need to stop eating all of those breads. And yes, that's a very good idea because there are glutens that just aren't doing well for you. But that's not the purpose of this show. I could get into all of the dietary rigmarole that goes along with diabetes. But again, that's not the purpose. There is plenty of good information out there about that. And I do post information like that on my Facebook page. And it has to be something else. And that something else is the one thing, one thing that causes all disease. And that is stress, just simply put. And what causes the stress? And this is emotional stress. This isn't physical, circumstantial stress. The thing that causes that emotional stress, a state of your heart, if you will, that emotional heart is our beliefs. And I'll get into a really big detail about that here in just a minute. I want to backtrack because earlier in the show, I mentioned that there is a type 3 diabetes. And this is a relatively new idea out there in the conventional medical world that a type 3 diabetes is what is causing 
the major dementia and Alzheimer's problem. Folks, it doesn't matter what you, what, whether you call it type 1, type 2, type 3. It is a big issue with our blood sugar and our insulin or insulin resistance that is causing that. So now if we look at these emotional issues, there's a couple of resources that I like to refer to to kind of guide me in a direction for healing that particular issue. Now, issues around diabetes really center around love or lack thereof or feelings and beliefs that there is no love. And love is really the overcoming overall biggest emotion when it comes to our health. If you look at an ancient text in the Bible, it says, Love rules all. And it rules our hormone systems. And you know what? Our hormone systems rule our body. If those are out of whack, if those aren't working right, then nothing is working right. Louise Hay, whom I reference, says that diabetes is longing for what might have been. It's a great need to control. There is a deep sorrow. And there's no sweetness left in life. How does that ring with you? No sweetness. Sounds like a little bit of love problem to me. Then another reference that I like is written by Michael J. Lincoln. In his book, or I should say a reference manual, it's called Messages from the Body, Their Psychological Meaning. And uh, we tend to say psychological means that you've got a mental disease and that you need to go into an institution to heal. And that's really not true. Let's just say it's an emotional problem. And Dr. Lincoln does separate out type 1, type 2 diabetes. And he, he goes into some pretty intense detail. And I will attempt to do the Reader's Digest version here. Let's look at type 1 diabetes. He... he kind of titles it the Boulevard of Broken Dreams. And an individual with type 1 diabetes is longing for what might have been in their life, and they're in a state of emotional shock, deep dissatisfaction, and accompanied by self-dislike, intense sorrow, in a sense of starving to death in the midst of plenty. Being surrounded by most of the things that have meaning 
without being able to have them. There's also despairing desperation, depression, and demoralization. It's a but-not-for-me kind of an attitude. Stuck in on an ideal image of what life should be like and feel that the quality of life has been taken away from them. Folks, that's about your beliefs. Do you believe that you don't have what life should be like? Do you believe, well, everything is not for me? Then another idea about type 1 diabetes from Dr. Lincoln is one strike and I'm out. They have a great need to control. Arise from the feeling of being alone and on their own in an indifferent and hostile world. Essentially, Dr. Michael says, they don't deserve to have their needs met which reflects past life issues. Now, when we talk about past life issues, um, I like to put it this way. It's not necessarily a past life, but it could be that inheritance of that belief through the cellular memory system. That is essentially a past life. You know, when you were just a half a cell in your mother's ovaries and your dad's sperm, you were those memories, whichever memories were sent down. And if a memory feels that you didn't deserve to have your needs met, and what is not having a need met? That's lack of love. And somebody might have developed that belief because they were told, you don't deserve to have your needs met. This all got started, Dr. Michael goes on to say, when they experienced being rejected, who was very different soul from their mother. And the third thing, that uh, Dr. Michael says about type 1 diabetes is they feel bad about their situation. They need to be a martyr, share in the misery process. They are deeply disappointed with their life and feel that things should not have gone the way they have. This is repeating that same song. This is like verse 2. They don't deserve the life that they're wanting to have. It's a self-rejecting. We don't love ourselves because, well, they're a rather angry individual who needs to re-examine assumptions about who they are and what life and the universe are all about. And Dr. Michael always ends his descriptions by a what they were brought up in, what kind of environment. And this may or may not necessarily be true because, like I said just a little bit earlier, individuals can be brought up in a wonderful atmosphere 
but inherited the beliefs through their parents. And that might have been brought up in this kind of environment. And that parent chose to not subject their child to that. Unfortunately, unknown to this parent, their beliefs about themselves because of being brought up in a particular type of environment is passed down. So what are those kinds of environments? A demoralizing, dysfunctional, and depriving environment. There is a starvation and type environment. There is repeated traumatic shocks in a severely self-immersed, dysfunctional, and abusive, invasive, violating family. And yes, maybe you were brought up in that kind of family. So when we come back from the break, we'll talk about the emotional things behind type 2 diabetes. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom Healing Code Coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit TheHealingWhisper.com and click Coaching. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about the number 10 complaint, diabetes. Before I get into that, I'd like to recommend that uh, you check me out on my Facebook page, The Healing Whisper. And don't forget to also go to Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, or my website, thehealingwhisper.com. So now type 2 diabetes. What are some of those emotional things that are go hand in fist with type 2 diabetes. Dr. Michael J. Lincoln says that diabetes type 2 is about love starvation. Here we are, back to the love thing. A person has a desperate longing to belong, yet they are intensely emotionally insulated. They also experience much social isolation with resulting self-sustaining self-nurturance pattern. They are severely self-protective urban hermit who has continuously been blamed in an if-it-weren't-for-you fill-in-the-blank pattern. 
they ended up believing that they don't deserve any better. So they have withdrawn into themselves and away from the emotional, social involvement on any close or vulnerable level. They have turned to self-maintaining love substitutes, such as carbohydrate, sugar, and pasta, and their body has become insulin-resistant. Now, that's type 2. That's what I was talking about at the first segment of the show, is what's going on with type 2 diabetes. It is actually not too much sugar in the body. It's the body's resistance to the insulin. Now, that means that that insulin resistance was caused by too much sugar in the diet. And we find ourselves in this culture of Western medicine depending upon a pill to make us better. Unfortunately, the pills are targeting that too much sugar in the blood and not necessarily saying, okay, you've got to change your diet. And the diet recommendations aren't necessarily the ones that should be being made. I have a friend who developed type 2 diabetes, and he actually went to classes at a hospital to train him how to eat properly. And he was telling me exactly what they told him. And they told him, bread is fine Pasta's fine. Just don't eat too much of it. Avoid anything with sugar in it, which meant all fruits. And brother, that that uh, was teaching him something that was not right. And just take your metoclopramide pill and you will be fine. And and I, you know, it's like beating a dead horse here, <laughs> in my opinion. You can't take a pill for something because that pill is going to cause more problems in the long run. Uh, one of the very popular anti-type 2 diabetes drugs, Avandia, was shown, and and this this was held from the public, but it was shown to cause heart disease. It was shown to cause dementia and strokes. Folks, I'm not willing, if I were to develop type 2 diabetes, knock on wood, that I'm not willing to take a pill. What I am willing to do is change my diet and work on that emotional belief behind the cause of diabetes. Well, we've got one emotional thing that we have uh, repeated one, two, three, four, five times, and that is love, which all of the emotions surrounding love affect the hormone systems. And there is another emotional category and that has to do with self-control and that might make sense when you think about not eating certain types of foods and that yeah we've got a lot of self-control issues around there and the answer is yes and no because these sugars these 
low carbohydrates, these high, excuse me, these, these carbohydrates that get into the blood fast, simple carbohydrates, actually are physically addictive and as well as emotionally addictive. So when you have a simple carb, it goes straight into the bloodstream because you're already insulin resistant, straight into the bloodstream, straight to the brain, and the brain is lit up like a carnival. For lack of better description, they've they've taken CAT scans on a person or MRIs, whatever. They've taken these scans of a brain of a person right after they are given a simple carbohydrate, and they the physicians, the neuroscientists will say that brain lit up like a carnival. And it causes inflammation in the brain, which in turn we know causes dementia and Alzheimer's. So the brain is lit up and it's saying, oh, that's wonderful. It's producing all these dopamines, the feel-good hormones. And so if you say by willpower alone, I'm going to stop taking in these sugars. Well, you're actually worse off than a cocaine addict. They have proven this, that sugar actually lights up the brain more than cocaine and causes more brain damage and more physical damage than cocaine. It's a drug. It it truly is a drug, the feel-good drug. How many of us, and myself included, when we are having a rough day, when we feel like we are unloved, go and have something sugary? (sighs) That makes me feel better. So it is about self-control, but not about willpower. So how do we heal these emotional things? Well, it's simple and it's difficult. It's simple in that now that we have identified what the emotional issues can be, we can heal those emotional issues through energetic methods. Things like the emotional code, the RET, rapid eye tapping, EFT, UN method, Sedona method, meditation, prayer, chakra healings, and my favorite, the healing codes. We can heal by any of these emotional ways, I mean these energetic ways. And Those are the ways to get these beliefs healed out of the body and replaced with a positive belief. Now, what I'm not saying here is that you stop all medications immediately and do these energetic methods. No. I recommend that against that wholeheartedly. 
because the body has become dependent on these medications. Start doing these energetic methods, but stay in contact with your physician. Make sure they do the tests frequently as you need less and less of a certain medication. And the other thing that I am saying that you need to pay attention to is while you are doing these healing methods, check out other physical ways that you need to be performing to heal. And there are many, many physicians out there in the internet world that really know what you need to do. One of my favorites, Dr. Mark Hyman, H-Y-M-A-N. Look him up. So when you do these codes, I'm going to go over and give you a healing code that you can do on your own. This is just a custom healing code for anybody listening to this show that you can start doing on your own to begin healing. Now, if you've never done the healing codes, I would recommend very strongly that you go to the Healing Code website, healingcode.com. And you can go to my YouTube, Marianne Chase, look that up. And I show you how to do the hand positions. But basically, the hand positions are this. You, ha- uh, you aim the fingers of your hands. Just, just relax your fingers and point them towards these parts around your head and neck. You don't touch the skin, but you do point them there. I know, it seems a little weird. And it seems a little woo-woo. But uh, you can listen to some past shows on how the healing codes work and help you to understand. And you know what? Just do them. It won't hurt you. You won't get side effects. So there are four positions about the head and neck that you will be pointing your head hands towards. The first one is the Adam's apple. You know that little bump in your neck that jumps up and down when you speak and swallow? That's the Adam's apple. There's there's a more technical term, but I'll just leave it at Adam's apple. That's the first position. The second position is the angle of the jaw. You know where just below your earlobe, that jaw angles towards your chin and up towards your ear. Then the third position is your temple. That is the area between the corner of your eye and your ear. And then the final position is the bridge of the nose. That is the actual the area where your eyebrows would grow together if they would grow together. Those are the four places. And the hand positions can be both hands at these or varying left hand at this one place or right hand at the other place. So folks, when we come back from the break, I will be giving you a custom healing code. Don't go away. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you feeling stuck? Sometimes we just need a little help from a friend. Go beyond ordinary healing and experience the extraordinary healing journey possible with custom healing code coaching with Dr. Marianne Chase. Visit thehealingwhisper.com. Dr. Chase's coaching sessions can be conducted via Skype or by telephone. If you have half an hour to devote to getting yourself out of that rut, Dr. Marianne is ready to be that friend. Visit thehealingwhisper.com and click coaching. If you have a loved one that is undergoing treatment for substance abuse or mental illness, you owe it to them and yourself to tune in to One Hour at a Time with host Mary Woods. This compassionate and educational talk show will help you help those that you love by better understanding their condition and their personal recovery process. Tune in every Monday at 12 noon Pacific time to One Hour at a Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Recovery begins this hour. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the show. Today we are talking about healing those emotional issues behind the development of diabetes. And it has to do with the category of love. Now, what you do with the healing code in this particular case, and uh, if you are able to write this down, do so. If not, please come back to the show when you can write this down. But I am giving you a what is called a custom healing code. The first thing that you do is you say a prayer, or if you will, a request for healing. And it can be as simple as, I ask that all issues surrounding the cause of this diabetes be healed and that this healing code be to my best good. Now, notice I said the word this diabetes. If you say the word my, that means you own it. And you may not want to lose something that you own. So, just say this diabetes. After you say the prayer, you start in with the healing code. So here is your custom healing code. You'll start with both hands at the Adam's apple meaning that you point both hands to the Adam's apple. Now, after 30 seconds or so, you will change your hand positions. And we will put the left hand at the temple and the right hand at the Adam's apple. So after the first 30 seconds of both hands being at the Adam's apple, then move your left hand to the temple but keep your right hand at the Adam's apple. 
Leave that there for about 30 seconds. Or if you feel you need to move the hand positions sooner, do so. There is a third hand position, which is the left hand at the bridge, and the right hand is at the jaw. So point your left hand to the bridge of the nose, point the right hand towards that angle of the jaw. And this is on your right side. You don't have to move the right hand to the left side or anything along those lines. And the final position is both hands pointed towards the temple. You leave your hands at these positions for 30 seconds or so unless you have that feeling to move. You do these hand positions for a total of seven minutes, meaning that you will be repeating from the beginning. So after that last hand position of both hands towards the temple, you will move again and start over again with both hands at the Adam's apple, moving the left hand to the temple, leaving the right hand at the Adam's apple, etc., until the full term of seven minutes has been completed. Now, while you are doing this code, you have the option of either making a truth focus statement, and this is not an affirmation, but a statement that you feel is true for you, for yourself. So here is a good example of one true statement. It is safe for me to love myself. Here's another one. When I make my own choices and take care of my own needs, I love myself and life feels good. How's that? You can make those statements over and over and over again while you are doing those hand positions. Or you can do a love picture, which is simply holding in your mind a picture of something that makes you feel loved. Whatever it is. After you finish the seven minutes of doing this healing code, Then, I want you to place your left hand over where your liver would be, which is kind of under your right rib cage. Just place that left hand there and put out another prayer of thanksgiving. Or an attitude of gratitude. (laughs) That is your energetic healing. And you can do this code any time of the day. You can do it up to five times a day. I wouldn't do it more because sometimes, honestly folks, This is so powerful that you can 
actually get a little bit icky feeling. Everybody experiences that icky in different ways. And if you do get icky feeling, just reduce the number of times you're doing this particular healing code. Now, again, I recommend very strongly that you go to thehealingcode.com or you get the Healing Code book and do the Universal Healing Code. Heal everything. It's not just love that an individual needs to heal. There are issues. These are issues that are integral to healing the core issues. Things surrounding forgiveness or lack of forgiveness. Things surrounding self-protection. So, go to thehealingcode.com. And uh, you can actually go to my website, thehealingwhisper.com, and there are some links there to get some of that Healing Code packages that... uh, are so beneficial. We have been talking about diabetes. We've been talking about the causes of diabetes. Type 1 is that there's not enough insulin produced. Type 2 is that there's actually too much insulin produced because we have too much simple carbohydrates going into our body and the body simply says, I don't recognize this insulin anymore. I've mentioned how the sugars, the simple carbohydrates actually will light up the brain and make you physically addicted to them, which is a self-control issue, but not a willpower issue. I've mentioned the emotional causes that is behind diabetes. The feelings, the belief that there are no sweetness left for me, that there is a great need to control, which actually has to do with self-control. There's a deep, deep sorrow or a longing for what might have been. Those are love issues. All of these things play an issue. But folks, type 2 diabetes, it's, it's not a lack of a vitamin. It's not a lack of a medication. Let's get back to the way our bodies were made wonderfully and perfectly able to heal itself once you heal those emotional issues behind it. What I have been talking about, these emotional issues, are really issues of the heart. Those are probably primary to anything that we ever do for ourselves, is heal those issues of the heart. It was really stated by King Solomon thousands of years ago when he said, above all else, guard your heart. For everything, everything that you do 
flows from it. That's the emotional heart, folks. And my heart for you is that you will step out there, take a risk, do these healing codes, do whatever energetic method works for you, and begin to heal. So, until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to the healing whisper a return to peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Thank you.